Hey everyone, welcome to Christ Community Church Online. We're so glad you are here. I'm Marie. And I'm Daryl, and we're your service host for today. That's right, service host. Probably didn't see that one coming. Pastor Greg is preaching today, so I figured I'd take a crack at this service hosting gig. First, we wanted to wish all the dads and dads-to-be a very happy Father's Day. Hey kids, if you forgot to write your dad a Father's Day card, here's what you could write to him. A father as amazing as you is harder to find than toilet paper. Oh, Daryl, you said you were going to stop doing those. I just had to sneak one more in. Do we have any kids in the room? We have something special just for you guys. Now, even though the coronavirus has put a damper on things this summer, we are still having vacation Bible school. That's right. And we're calling it VBS Reimagined. It starts on July 19th and it goes through the 23rd. We're going to have a couple of drive through style interactive nights here at the church, too. It's a free summer event. It's full of fun activities via online videos that you're going to be able to have right at your own home. And at one of those drive through events, you're going to have the chance to dunk me in a dunk tank. That's right. I'll be in a dunk tank. I'd love to see that. Kids, if you have the chance to dunk Pastor Daryl in a dunk tank, you do not want to miss it. Christ Community Church Online is just about to start. So wherever you are and however you're watching this, this is our opportunity to experience the presence of God. Yeah. So let's lift up the name of Jesus and worship together.
what a privilege it is to gather together, whether we're in homes, just a few of us, or, or groups that are larger in size, God, to worship you and to acknowledge you for who you are. And we know that any time we speak and that we sing, God, it's your breath that fills our lungs, that enters our praise. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for life. And we thank you that we can point back to you as we go throughout our days. We're grateful for you, the great creator. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Welcome back, Online Church. If you're just tuning in now, I'm Marie. And I'm Daryl. Thanks so much for worshiping with us today. First, we can't tell you enough. Thank you so much for continuing to be faithful with your online giving during this season. Yeah, and if you haven't already taken the opportunity and you would like to join in worship through giving, there's a give link on your screen or in our Facebook post. We'd invite you to take this moment during our announcements to give and to join with us in our mission of restoring our broken world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as always, we just want to give a huge thanks for your generosity. If you're new here, thank you so much for tuning in to our online church experience. We are so glad you're here. Whether you've been with us for years or this is your first time watching us online, we want to give you a warm welcome to our church. If you're interested in getting connected to Christ's community, we invite you to fill out our online connection card. You can find this by clicking the connect link on your screen or in the Facebook post. Or you can even click our live prayer button and one of our service hosts can get you connected that way too. We're so excited to connect with you. Everything seems so uncertain nowadays. And as we've said before, we are continuing to pray for each of you on the other side of this screen. We believe so much in the power of prayer. So if you have anything specific that you want to bring before the Lord, or any praises that you want to lift up. We would love to stand with you and come alongside of you in prayer today. You can request live prayer on our streaming service and one of our service hosts will pray with you right then and there. Otherwise, you can submit a prayer request too. The prayer page on our website allows you to request one-on-one -on -one prayer where you can sign up to receive a call from one of our prayer partners. We want to continue to partner with you in prayer any way that we can because the power of prayer is so vital during these uncertain times. Thanks again for tuning in to Christ Community Church Online. Now, here's the message, not from me, but from Pastor Greg.
Hi, I'm Greg. I'm one of the pastors here at Christ Community Church. And um, as Daryl's been saying the last couple of weeks, we are now a hybrid church. And that simply means we have almost like two different congregations. We have an online congregation, and that's what many of you are doing right now. You're watching this video, this message uh, at your home, maybe your living room, your kitchen, or on your deck, enjoying breakfast. And we want to welcome you here. But we also want you to know that we have another congregation that meets together at our Northwest location in Rochester. So we just want to say whether you're online or on location, we're glad that you've joined us. And I just want to give a special shout out to those of you who call Christ Community Church your church family, because uh, I just want you to know I've missed you and it's, it's good to be back with you. Now, I just want to say right up front that for some of you, this message is going to be <clears throat> irritating. Uh, it's, you're going to listen to this message and you're going to look at it and say, you got to be kidding me. It's so basic. It's so elementary. In fact, you might say after this message, Greg, you've got to be kidding me. You've been hunkering down at home. You've been sheltering in place. You've been working from your home remotely. And you've had plenty of time to put this message together. And Greg, are you serious? You've been reading books. You've been writing articles. You've been sending out guest services uh, messages. And here you are. And this is all you got? This is all you brought to the table? Uh, yeah. I'm reminded of a story of a coach, and he, the team had played poorly on the weekend, and he was upset, and after the game in the locker room, he told the, the guys, hey, when you come back Monday, bring a pad of paper and pens, because we're going to go to school. And sure enough, on Monday morning, the players showed up, the coach walked in, and he just leveled them. He pointed out uh, all kinds of things, drop things, dropped balls, missed blocks, missed tackles, poor passes, penalties. He went on for 20 minutes or so, and he had nothing that he could say that they did well. And after he tongue-lashed them, he went silent, and he stood there for a little bit, and he simply said this, gentlemen, we're going to get back to the basics, back to the fundamental of the games. We're going to start at the very beginning. And he held up the football and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. And one of the linemen in front said, coach, coach, slow down. I'm taking notes. Coach shook his head and he looked to the player next to him. It was the quarterback who probably played the worst game of his life. And he looked at the quarterback and said, what do you have to say about how you played the game last weekend? The quarterback looked down, didn't say a word, and then he turned back to the lineman. And he said, hey, you know what? We need a new beginning. Maybe we need a new quarterback. And then he held up the football and he said, you know what? Can you pass this thing? And the lineman stopped and looked up wide-eyed and said, coach, I don't even know if I could eat it. Now, here's the deal. What we're going to be talking about is basic, and it's elementary. But the bottom line is it's also fundamental and foundational. When Daryl gets up and he preaches here online, one of the things that he likes to do, and I appreciate, it, appreciate is he gives us what he calls the big idea, a summary statement of what he's going to be talking about. And he'll say something like this. And if you get this, you're going to get a lot of what we're talking about today. Well, here's our big statement for the day. Life is best lived when you pursue wisdom. Or you could say it this way, the game of life is best experienced when you follow God's playbook. Proverbs 2, 6 says, Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of wisdom, revelation, 
and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. Before we go to the message, I want to pray. And one of the things I came across the last few days comes out of 1 Kings chapter 3. And there's been a big change. And it has to deal with who's sitting on the throne. David, who was king for a long time, a very famous king, has passed away. And he's passed the baton on to his son. And he told the people earlier, he says to them, uh, Solomon is the one that God has chosen. He's young and inexperienced. And it's a big deal. There's a lot of chatter. People are wondering what's next, what's up now, what's going to happen. And the nation was on edge. There was a line drawn in the sand. So Solomon, to start his reign, goes to Gibeon to offer sacrifices to God. And while he is there, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God says to Solomon, ask for whatever you want me to give you. That's a great opportunity. But Solomon responds this way, and it's epic. Listen to what he says. Here's what I want. Give me a God-listening heart so I can lead your people well, discerning the difference between good and evil. Listen to that phrase. Give me a God-listening heart. Two weeks ago, Daryl said, uh, in one of his messages, uh, one of the takeaways was the word obedience. And years ago, I heard a man say that obedience comes from the word obeder, which means, and don't miss this, to lean in and to listen. It's been a rough, tough start to 2020. And these last three weeks have been horrific and tragic. And people are on edge. And there's a whole lot of uncertainty. So as we begin today, I want us to pray together and ask God for wisdom, for him to speak to us, for us to lean in and to listen, because we need a wise word from our Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today knowing that one of the things that we need to do is pursue wisdom. And we need to hear from you. We need to hear from you as a church, as a community, as a culture, as a nation in the world. And so, Father, we ask you at this moment to come speak. For we are tuned in and want to hear what you have to say. So speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. In Christ's name. Amen. You ever done a puzzle? Uh, Of course you have. And what's the first thing you do when you're putting together a puzzle? Well, that's right. You open up the box and you dump all the pieces on the table and then what do you do? You flip them right side up. But then what do you do? The majority of you do this. You take the top of that box that has a picture of the puzzle complete and you fix it in such a way that It sits up and and the bottom of the box kind of operates as a stand. And why do you do that? You do it so that you can see the cover, the picture. You want to know what you're putting together. It keeps the product in sight, the end product, and it serves as a focal point. And once you do that, what you do is you begin to look for things like the corner and the sides, the top and the bottom, and you're framing it up. And once you've got that frame completely done, then what you do is you look for colors and objects and patterns and shapes and you organize them and and put them in kind of groupings. And why do you do that? And while you're doing that, you're looking all the time at the end product. You start with the end in mind 
and you put it together one piece at a time. You got that? Now fast forward your life. Imagine that you're 80 years old. You're alone out on the back porch, sitting in your favorite rocking chair. Can you picture that? And what are you doing? You're, you're sipping a cup of coffee. You've got some time alone, and you're looking back on your life. You're thinking about the people that you love, your family, your friends. You're thinking about your accomplishments, the places you've been, the things you've seen, the things you survived. You're thinking about not only the good things, but you're thinking about those other things like failures, mistakes, and regrets. And imagine after all is said and done, you smile. And with a sincere spirit of gratefulness and with deep humility, you say to yourself, it's been good. It's been so very good. God has been so incredibly good to me. So here's the question. How does a person get there? How does a person get to that point? I'm reminded of a Disney animated classic that you know as Alice in Wonderland. And early on, Alice is, is lost. And she comes to a fork in the road, but it's not a fork in the road. It's a multi-pronged fork in the road. There are all kinds of paths and roads coming in and meeting and then going back out. There are so many options. And at the intersection of all these different paths that come together, smack dab in the middle of it, there's this big tree. And there's all kinds of signs that have been nailed to that tree. There are signs that say that way and signs that say this way and a sign that says go here and a sign that says go there. Another sign warn has a warning, go back. And then there's a sign that points to the sky and says up. And then there's another sign that says yonder. Yonder, obviously placed by somebody there by somebody from Texas. Names will go unsaid. Alice is completely confused. She has no idea of what to do. She's talking to herself out loud, trying to figure out what would be the best thing and the best way to go. And as my grandmother would have said, she was fit to be tied. And out of nowhere, there comes this voice. And if you've seen the movie, you know the voice. It's the voice of a cat, the Cheshire cat. And Alice sees that maybe she can get some help. And so she asks, what would you tell me, please? Which way ought I go from here? And the Cheshire cat, well, that depends a good deal on where you're going. And Alice says, well, I don't much care where. And the cat cuts her off at mid-sentence and smiles and says, then it doesn't matter which way you go. In an attempt to explain herself, Alice adds, it doesn't matter where I go so long as, so long as I get somewhere. And the cat responds, oh, you're sure to do that if you only walk long enough. There's a lot of people like that, you know. They live that way, walking through life without any clear direction, on a steady pace, but no idea of where they're going. And we do that. And sometimes when we do that, we find ourselves in a place we never wanted to be, or worse yet, someday sooner than you think, you'll find yourselves at the end of your life journey. And you're going to be wondering two things. You're going to be wondering where the years have gone. And you're going to be wondering what might have been. And that place is, was called by one man, a, a piece that he wrote. He called it the common cold of the soul. And listen to what he said. To simple patterns of behavior that never got confronted and changed. 
abilities and gifts that never got cultivated or deployed until weeks become months and months turn into years. And one day you're looking back on a life of deep, intimate, gut-wrenching, honest conversations you never had. Great, bold prayers you never prayed. Exhilarating risks you never took. Sacrificial gifts you never offered. Lives you never, never touched. And one day you find yourself sitting in a recliner with a shriveled soul and forgotten dreams. And you realize there was a world of desperate need and a great God calling you to be part of something bigger than yourself. You see the person you could have become but did not. You never followed your calling. You never got out of the boat. In a word, we call that regret. That deep, empty, missed the opportunity pit in your stomach, a numbness of your soul. And folks, you don't want to find yourself there one day. So how do you avoid that? In a word, wisdom. And where can you find this wisdom? In a book, in a very old book written centuries ago, a book that even today is still personal, powerful, and practical. And we know that book as the book of Proverbs. Now, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs form an introduction to the next 22. The first nine chapters present the, the central theme of the book, which is pursue wisdom. And wisdom answers the question, how does one live life well? So we're circling back, and I want to ask that question again. How do you make the most of this life that you've been given and how do you come to it, at t- to the end of it, and be able to look back and smile? Well, here's that basic elementary foundational piece. By ap- operating and living from a divine center. And what I'm talking about is keeping Christ first. Now, I know that that concept, this idea of keeping your relationship with Christ healthy by spending time with him on a daily basis or at least several times a week is nothing new. It's not earth-shattering. It's not a new revelation. For many of you, it's obvious, obvious, and you do that. But here's the bottom line. You may understand that your relationship with Christ is to be the main thing, that it needs to be priority number one. However, if you do not do that, then it is not a value in your life. A man who impacted my life years ago used to say it this way, we live out what we really believe. Everything else is just religious talk. So, as we picture this person we want to be and this place we want to go, that preferred future, if you please, how will you get from where you are now to the place you want to go? I believe very strongly that who you are and who you become and where you are and where you will end up is greatly influenced by two critical factors what you think about, and the choices you make. First of all, what you think about. One man said it this way, sow a thought, reap an act. Sow an act, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. You IT people know that in computers there's this saying, garbage in, garbage out. And your mind is like a computer You're simply going to get back what you've been putting into it. You see, much of who you are and who you will become to a very large degree will depend upon what you read, what you see, and what you think about. 
It's all a matter of what you stick into your head. Proverbs says it this way in chapter 3. Dear friend, guard clear thinking and common sense with your life. Don't for a minute lose sight of them. They'll keep your soul alive and well. They'll keep your soul alive and well. They'll keep you fit and attractive. You'll travel safely. You'll neither tire nor trip. You'll take afternoon naps without a worry. You'll enjoy a good night's sleep. No need to panic over alarms or surprises or prediction that doomsday's just around the corner. Because God will be there right for you. He'll keep you safe and sound. And secondly, who you are and who you become is largely determined by the choices you make. Proverbs 16, 16 says this, It's much better to be wise and sensible than to be rich. Another man said it this way, The little choices of the common day make or unmake character. The title of this message is this, A good name is greater than great riches. You could say it this way, character will take you much farther than cash. As a Christ follower, the way we want to be and the way we want to have a, a, live a well-lived life is very, very much different than the metrics that the world would use. We would talk about living well, they would talk about success, and they're not necessarily the same. You see, it's not your financial por por portfolio or your 401k. It's not the car you drive or the house you live in. It's not about what you can accum accumulate, put on a spreadsheet. It's not about your net, net worth. It's not about the position you hold in the company or having the corner office with a view. Now, those things are not evil in and of themselves, but they are not our goal. That's not where we get our identity. It's not where we invest our energy. Why? Because those things can't give us life and they don't last. And by the way, they're not ours. We're merely stewards of them. You see, what we want to do as Christ followers is to reflect the character of Christ and live out the value of the king, the values of the kingdom. God's concern is for the heart, and the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. And that's why Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. We want to make a difference. We want to leave a legacy. We want to live lives that matter. That happens when we diligently pursue wisdom. Again, listen to what the proverb says. Proverbs chapter 3. Those who find true wisdom obtain the tools for understanding the proper way to live, for they will have a fountain of blessing pouring into their lives. To gain the riches of wisdom is far greater than gaining the wealth of the world. As wisdom increases, a great treasure is imparted, greater than many bars of refined gold. It is a more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones, for there is nothing you desire that could compare with her. So let me share with you three things that will be true of you and for you if you pursue wisdom. Number one, wisdom will keep you on the right path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know the text, many of you. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Secondly, wisdom will give you peace in a world full of uncertainty. Again, listen to Proverbs 3. My son, 
Do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you. They will be an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on, you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. You will have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked for the Lord will be at your side. And thirdly, wisdom will help you become the person you've always wanted to be. Proverbs 3 says this, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So here's this basic thing that I want to give you today. It's a 30-day challenge. And here's what it is. Every day, I want you to read one chapter out of the book of Proverbs. In fact, here's how you do it. You read uh, the chapter that corresponds with the day of the month. So if you did this Monday on June 22nd, that means you would read Proverbs 22. If you miss two days, again, read the chapter coincides with the month. So here's what you do. You start with prayer. And what you simply say is this, God, I need your wisdom, not just for my life today, but for my destiny. So God, speak to me through your word. I'm trusting that here I will find wisdom. So speak because I'm leaning in to hear what you have to say. So you start out and then you, after you pray, say, man, you read that chapter. You read it out loud, straight through. And then you read it again, this time quietly, taking in what each verse says. Don't be afraid to highlight or underline a favorite text or a favorite verse. And once you've read through it and you've highlighted and underlined, then you go back and you choose one or two verses that have jumped out at you, a verse that you think that maybe God wants you to apply to your life. And by the way, when you do that, trust me, what's going to happen is maybe that day or the next, in the next two days, that verse is going to speak into a situation that's happening in your life. Well, you take that verse and write it on a three-by-five card. And why do you do that? Because you want to go back to it several times during the day. Put it where you'll find it, maybe in your pocket if you're out and about, or maybe uh, you stick it to your computer screen, or you tape it on the dashboard of your car, but not too, not too low that you're not watching the road. We don't want you to get hurt, okay? But the bottom line is this, okay? You read that verse four, five, six times during your day, and then when you come to your end of the day, you end your day. Before you go to sleep, before you lay in the bed and close your eyes and go to sleep, then you read it. And you ask God right then and there, Father, thank you for the verse. Help me to apply it to my heart, my mind, and my soul. And then you go to bed and do that. And just see if God might not speak to you and begin to change your life and impart wisdom for you and your life. See if God doesn't honor your decision to lean in and to listen. And one more thing. There are some of you here today who are wondering, is it too, too late for someone like me, Greg? You don't know where I've been. You don't know the choices I've made. I've made a mess of my life. Does a person like me, can a person like me have a second chance? And the answer is yes. Proverbs twenty four fourteen says this, know also that wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. The answer is affirmative yes. Lean in and listen and start doing so today.
Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And thank you for giving it to us that we might be able to live life, not just according to what you tell us and how you tell us to live, but in order for us to be obedient, in order for us to live that life that you have for us, in order for us to become the person that you created us to be. And God, help us to start to do that on a regular basis. This world right now is a mess and things are in chaos and there's all kinds of voices crying out to be heard. But the voice that we need to hear in order to live the life we've always wanted and the life you've created us to have is when we lean in and listen to your voice. Help us to do that and help us to start doing that today. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. So I have four questions for you guys to discuss uh, after you uh, watch this video. And simply, uh, I want you to know that Yvonne and I, um, we do this, uh, I've been doing this uh, every week. We watch the video and sometimes we'll get a cup of coffee and we'll talk and discuss questions and sometimes we'll go on a walk and we found that to be very, very helpful. So here's four things that, that you could discuss as well. Number one, what does a God-listening heart look like to you? And what would you need to happen? What would you need to do in order to lean in and listen uh, so that you could hear God's voice? Secondly, come up and discuss what you would call a working definition for the word wisdom. Third, how does wisdom differ from just intellect? And then fourth, what is keeping you from spending time alone with God? And what steps will you take in order to start making room on your calendar for him? Thanks for joining us today and have a great week. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us online today. If you know of any needs in our church or in our community, please let us know because we want to help. You can do this by contacting the church office or by going to our service opportunity tool on our website. And we'll work with you to figure out how our church can help. Thank you for choosing Christ Community Online for your church experience today. We'll see you next time. See ya.